Hi, I'm Bryce, and I am ready to preach. Hi, I'm Casey, and I'm ready to preach. Hi, I'm Patty, and I'm ready to preach. Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm ready to preach. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather once again in your name, God. We ask that you pour your spirit into this podcast, God. We ask that your spirit flow out of us, God, through our mouths, God. We ask that everything we do be the lifting and the edification of your name, God. We give you honor and praise and glory. We ask that anything we do and we say help your people uh, move up in life, God, we ask that they help your people move to a further relationship with you, God. And we ask that you give us understanding and wisdom and knowledge to teach these things and to interpret these things. And we ask in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Welcome back, family. You have reached the Ready to Preach podcast. We're so thankful to have you on with us tonight. We are recording tonight. It's Tuesday night about 8 o'clock. A little bit of a rainy, dreary day, but we're not going to let that get into our spirits. We're we're happy. We're filled up. We're excited about what's going on in our lives. We're excited about what's going on in our churches. We're excited about what God is doing with us, for us, and through us. We are starting off tonight by going around the table and seeing how everyone's doing. We're going to start off with Patty. Patty, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good this week. It was an awesome week so far, and I can't wait to see what God has in store for the rest of the week. Amen. That's pretty simple if you ask like me. Said, that's a pretty good answer. That's, that's easy. That's solid. That's easy right there. That's, that's <laughs> not like political like uh, the one a few weeks ago when I asked Bryce. I was like, well, that's not quite that. No. <laughs> she committed. It's, she committed to her answer. See, it's hard to get down with a mindset like that. Exactly. It's hard to let stuff happen and bring you into a negative type situation or bring you down to where you feel burdened. It's hard to get that way when you feel that way. I appreciate that, Patty. Mark, how are you doing this week? I'm doing really good. Just been resting, relaxing, doing some studying, both for this, for Sunday school, and for other things going on, and took the kids to a movie today. Yeah. I feel like this, this... Well, two of them. We're talking about mm-hmm. kind of a study here. I don't want to say that we're teaching Proverbs. No. We're kind of getting a group collaboration on interpretation of Proverbs. We want to see what it means, but it's brought me to a place where I'm diving deeper into the word of God, uh, specifically in this, you know, because we have pinpointed this passage and these chapters, you know, in this book of the Bible, we're pinpointing it. We're wanting to get every bit and piece that we think we can get out of it possibly. And it's really been good to me. And I'm seeing it in practice and practicality every day in my life. It might just be the nerd me that just likes to study anyway. Well, that that's fair. <laughs> Does anybody else feel that way? Do you feel that way, Patty? Yes, I do. This is it's pushing you further into God's word, but it's also to me it feels like I'm getting more and retaining more of it. I feel like more of it is being kept in my heart, you know, to when certain like I'm saying into practice, it comes out into practice when something's happening. The foolish will do that, but the wise will not. So I'm going to stay away from that. But it's kind of like watching a movie. You you're left with a cliffhanger and then the next season comes out. You got to see what's next. Yeah. So that's how the word of God is. You got to see what's next. You got to see what else is in store for you. You got to keep pushing forward to that next point keep in the next researching. chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's like I said something more. It's like no matter how many times you read a Bible verse, you're never, even if you read John 3, 16, it's not the same each time, each other time you read it, you get something new. Maybe it's something other in context wise or something starts to make more sense. Or it's like, well, okay, I get all this, but why does it say this? Then you look into it. Now you get more out of it. Each time you read it, you get more and you get more. Or like you said, it sticks in you more each time. I would I would say this to somebody who's reading the word. Never be scared to go back and reread. No. 
because the, we always talk about the Bible being the living word and you don't get the same result or not the same result. You don't get the same interpretation every time. And God will reveal something different according to what you're going through, according to how things look in your life at this moment. I think it's important that we do go back and reread some of these things, you know, and get further encouragement and further knowledge and further depth of what God is trying to say in the moment for you. Casey, yes. how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. We had a good church service Sunday night. Um, had a good day at work Monday. Felt very productive. And we had a meeting Monday night that was productive. It was very productive from my uh, hammock. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I I didn't go to work today because I woke up with a migraine, but I'm doing okay now. So. Yeah. I had a good day. I took both the dogs out on a run, and Mimi only slipped her leash once, and Frankie <laughs> only tried to kill the landscaper twice. <laughs> so, I mean, that was a miracle on its own. They are feisty little things wherever they want to be. And then I had lunch with a friend who I haven't seen in a while. Um, so it's been a good day. Refreshing. Right. Yeah. Was that nice. the path behind the hospital there? Yes. Okay. Yep. You I have to, to tell be... us how big your dogs are. Um. So Mimi is a... Supposed to be a 12-pound chihuahua, but she probably weighs closer to 20 pounds. She's about almost double her body weight that she should be. 12-pound chihuahua in a 40-pound sack? Um, Yeah. And then Frankie is a not-even-two-year-old Yorkie Poo, so he's still a puppy. And we have a almost daily conversation, like while I'm at work, if I'm not on a call and he's downstairs losing his mind because somebody had the nerve to bicycle or walk by on the road in front of the house, that you are half poodle. And nobody is afraid of you. So you're not doing anything but making noise and you need to stop. Uh, you need to tell Newsflash, if he was purebred Yorkie, like what Muggy is, they ain't scared of them either. Yeah. No. <laughs> I say, I really thought he was going to eat the uh, landscaper behind the hospital alive today. And a couple of birds almost met their maker. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, we managed. We managed. I can run about the same speed they can with their little legs. So we had a great time. <laughs> What about you, Bryce? Did you have a good week? Yeah. My week's been good. It feels like it's been long already, you know, because of the work schedule. But I'm I'm thankful for the opportunity to work. Obviously, I'd rather be over busy than looking for it. So, yeah. right. I, I mean, anybody in that position, I'm thankful for what happens happens on happen on Sunday night. Um, the Holy Spirit was moving. I feel like a lot of us got baptized with the Holy Spirit, and I'm not afraid of it. No, no. I'm not ashamed of it. I won't back down from it anymore. And I I love what I'm seeing. Yes. That's just the biggest thing that I can say. I love what I'm seeing. I agree. It's beautiful. And and I'm loving it according to a lot of people love what they see for aesthetics. They love what they see for the for what they can get out of it. But I love what I'm seeing because I can see it and I can see it in a different eye. And I can see it in line with what God says that should be happening. Yes. And I see it the same way. And it just makes my heart so glad to know that. What you're doing is right. Right. Amen. Does anyone else feel that? Yeah. Feels good. I do. Um, we talked about it a little bit beforehand, but I really feel like Sunday was an answered prayer for me in yeah. ways that it wouldn't seem so. A big thing in my prayer life and just my life in general recently is I have a lot of ideas of what I want. I have a lot of plans I'd like to play out in my life, but I've come to a realization that anything that I want or I could plan is most likely not going to be what's best for me. So I've been praying for months now, you know, more of you in my life, less of me, less of what I want, you know, your plans above mine, all of that good stuff. 
And Sunday night, the spirit broke loose. And I I texted Patty about this yesterday because it has been on the low, driving me a little bit crazy. I'm God's dealing with me with needing to understand things too right now. So, but I prayed in tongues for the first time Sunday night. And I want to know what I said, but it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the control freak side of Casey. I do. I have to deal with that. That's something that God's been working with me on a lot, anyways, is needing to have control or understanding of things that I'm not meant to. But I came to the realization later after I spent hours of my day just like, I want to know. I want to know. I want to know that that's an answered prayer in a lot of ways for me because I've been praying less of what I want, less of what I would have, and more what you would have for me. And now, whatever I prayed for, maybe it was what I want to, and it's in God's will, but I'll never know that. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. We're working on it being okay. Oh. But it, no, it is okay. I don't have an, I don't have control problems. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like more like a little mantra that you tell yourself. You know, like, sometimes I'm gonna do good, you have to I'm speak things that aren't as if they are. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's fair. Very, very, very fair. Very valid. But that was just my thought. It's an answered prayer for me because even though I'd like to know what I prayed and I'd like to pray for what I want, instead the prayer was for what you need. What I need. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Who better knows you than the one who created you? And not me, that's for control. sure. Yeah. <laughs> mm. No, I'm I'm thankful for everything that happened. I my eyes have been opened. My boldness is different now. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm a totally different person. Mm-hmm. Um after after what had happened, I uh and what we're talking about is the Holy Spirit was poured out largely on Sunday night across the whole out across anybody who was was willing to be a vessel of and God. That's it. Yes. Anybody who was willing to say, "Okay, I'm out of the way, fill me." Mhm. He said, "I'm a perfect not he didn't say I'm a perfect gentleman, but he is a perfect gentleman. He will not come where he is not welcomed. He will not break and enter. He will only come where he said, "Okay, someone opens the door. Get me out of the way, God." Mhm. Then the Holy Spirit comes, and I seen I seen that personally with my own eyes, and it has created a fire inside of me. Yeah. He has baptized me with the Holy Spirit and fire. Is all I can say. Awesome. There's a baptism of water, and I've completed that. Um, I feel like I want to do that again too, because mm-hmm. I feel like a new man. I feel like I'm actually saved. That was one thing that that has has stuck with me this week. Before that happened, I never I wasn't totally certain that I was or not. Now there is no doubt in my mind whatsoever not even a hint or shadow in my mind that doesn't say, that says i'm saved does anybody else feel that i get I what to... you're saying about never being certain because we grew up in church so you know there was never really that moment i don't think for me where i was like well i'm saved now it's just kind of like well this is what i do and this is who i am i didn't ever have that like epiphany moment that people talk about you know what i'm saying yeah but I, I get what you're saying now where it's right. It's different. It's, it's a different. It's different. I feel like some things came off of me, though, that were required to come off of me yeah, for it. Right. Because I was in my own way in a lot of in a lot of ways. You know, I had enough knowledge to have enough head knowledge, but it hadn't gotten to my heart. You know what I mean? And I feel like God had really moved across and got it that 10 or 12 inches, maybe 13 inches from my head down to my heart. Mm-hmm. And he's put it there and it has he's imprinted it. In a way that I feel like 
not that it can't ever go away because you can make a mistake and you yeah. can make you can make a lifestyle change and go back to the way you were and and you can make a mistake and be forgiven from it i believe that but i believe that it's been imprinted in a way in my life now that has That's never not an option i never have felt that feeling before of total certainty until this moment now there's no way i want to go back i was going to say i don't know that honestly once you had that experience just because Something is possible doesn't mean it's probable. I don't think, or other way, probable not possible. I don't think with that experience that even going back is even a choice in the situation. Just because it's there, I don't think it's really a choice. No, no. I don't want to. No, because that's why I'm saying you've come before him humbly. You know, you humbled yourself before him. Psalms 34 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm Mm-hmm. Once you taste it and you see it and you and you really believe that God is good, all I could say, I felt like, you know how you say you see someone that you love and you just tell them, I love you and I want to give you a hug. That's all I felt like I could do mm-hmm. on after Sunday night. That's what I feel. I wanted to give Jesus a hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I don't know if that's a weird feeling for no. me. It's It's not normal to me to feel that way. I've always been like... God, thank you for your sacrifice of your son. You know, Jesus, I love, I love you and I want to worship you, but it wasn't a love that I've ever felt. It was like, this one's like a personified, like, I just truly love and want to wrap my arms around. It's like that feeling you get when you come up from the altar and you're hugging on the person that's praying over there with you. Uh, it, there was more sincerity in my mind. But I mean, that's, that's the closest thing I can think of. Right. No, I'm saying, yeah. I, I agree with that analogy. I'm saying more sincerity from what I used to be, not from yeah. your example. There's more sincerity in my heart towards my love and my gratification now. And it felt like so surreal that God would have enough love for me to allow his Holy Spirit to dwell in me. You know, because we talk about uh, this one having the Holy Spirit, Peter having the Holy Spirit, and John having the Holy Spirit, Jesus having the Holy Spirit, and John the Baptist having the Holy Spirit in the womb, and this one having the Spirit of the Lord, and that one having the Spirit of the Lord. What is man that you're so mindful of him comes to my mind, and who am I that God so graciously would give me the most powerful? And let me put huge, in bold print, uh, parentheses around it, the most powerful force on the earth, and he has allowed me to have it. All I can say is thank you, and I love you. It changes whenever you experience it for yourself. It's like just for an analogy for it, it's like you can look at pictures of Disneyland all that you want, yeah. read about other people's experiences with it all you want. Until you go, you don't truly know exactly what it is or what it's Absolutely. like or the experience. You know, we've spent forever at this point reading about the Holy Spirit and how he worked in the Bible through these different individuals that Bryce mentioned. But to experience it yourself is a completely different situation. You can read about something and know everything there's to know about it. But until you experience, you can have all the knowledge in the world about something, but until you experience it, the wisdom isn't there. We talked about that last week. Right. I think it was an answer to prayer for myself, too, because I've been praying for you guys to feel what I felt, to speak in tongues like I speak in tongues and to pray, you know, like through your your Holy Spirit tongue so that you can pray in a secret language that the devil doesn't know. It's another ammo that we have and that we can use against him. And it is going to make him mad. Yeah. It is going to make him mad because we have another form of, um, what do you call those war? 
the weapons, tactics, the tactics, you know, the, you have the schemes behind it because you got the Holy Spirit now and you can pray in secret. He doesn't, he doesn't know, know. He doesn't know what to attack. He doesn't know. Exactly. What's going to happen, you know, mm-hmm. but all we know is we win in the end. That's it gives you more of an encouragement. Yes. It has to me. It has lit a fire inside of my soul. It's uplifting. It's relaxing. It's Energizing. Free, happy. Peaceful. Joyful. Free. I feel more free than I ever have. Freedom. More free than any sort of freedom from bondage, you know, because you've been, once you get, Bible says once you're set free, whom the sun sets free. It's free, it's free indeed. indeed. It's free indeed. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. There's freedom. There is freedom. That gives you a whole new look on that scripture. Absolutely. Too. Makes me want to jump up and down. <laughs> Which happened. <laughs> All right. You guys want to get into this or you don't want to keep talking? <laughs> I'm liking where this is going, but we need to get, we don't need to get on topic. We can stay right here. Is there any more I, you want to talk about? Way. Me too. Casey. She's in thought. <laughs> Give her 10 seconds. I don't know. I I like Proverbs. I do. But I feel like there's more to be said and more to be spoken about here than there is going through right now. Okay. Just myself. Start us off. Oh, okay. We'll build, no, seriously. Build, we'll build off you. Oh, yeah. gosh. Well, I don't know how to start us off. No, I've, no I'm just kidding. No, I'm not just kidding. I really am... <laughs> racking my brain right now. I just think that, like you said, freedom and understanding. I know for myself with the whole speaking in tongues thing, for me, it wasn't that I ever doubted the validity of it. It wasn't that I ever thought that it wasn't something that is a genuine gift from the Spirit or a genuine genuine thing that is done, like a prayer language or baptism in the Holy Spirit. But it was always something that I never thought that I had capability of doing i don't even want to say potential but it wasn't ever something that i felt any sort of unction to do yeah but for me i think a lot of sunday night was not god proving himself to me because he doesn't have to prove himself to me but god proving i think it's the next tier right proving me to myself that like like you were saying that i'm worthy for lack of better words even though we're not worth anything in that situation to to bestow. have that experience. Yep, bestow so much on you. Because yeah. we're worth more than what we think. That's my him. fourth and self-esteem yep. talk of the week. No, <laughs> I was going to say, you, you know, things have value, only have as much value as some as what someone is willing worth to pay to, for. To give, yeah. Right. Yeah. So sometimes I don't think we get our head around that sometimes, or we get where we don't quite understand it, don't quite feel it. That's one of the things I don't think you're going to have a problem with understanding. I think that one's going to be okay to understand. That's not something that's going to be, you know, left out. And I think you had an experience that you can share with others Mm -hmm. later because you're going to know somebody's going to be in the same spot. Be in the same spot, like kind of hesitant or have unbelief towards it, but they're going to want to experience what what you believed and what you received. Right. And you can tell them your experience with it. There's no better way, in my opinion, to give someone advice. Um, You really can't give them true advice unless you've been where they're at. Exactly. Absolutely. I think that's a lot of the situations that we get put into generally. Like we, 
don't think that they're anything of value or anything that is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Important. I guess important is the word. Significant was the word I was looking for. You don't think it's a significant situation, not saying Sunday night wasn't significant or it didn't feel significant, but just like everyday things. You're like, what on earth is happening right now? You know, this means absolutely nothing. And you get down the road a little bit and you realize there was a purpose for it, even when it didn't seem like it. I like getting that revelation, though. Absolutely. That's so comforting and encouraging to me to know that even if I don't know what's going on in this present moment, there will be a day where I understand what's happening. Right. To where I get some hindsight and in, in a revelation that God was working the whole time. And that's one thing that kept coming to my mind on Sunday night. And I just kept saying, step by step, he was planning a row. Mm-hmm. And he was he had to open the row up first. He had to plant the seed. Then he had to tend to the seed. But every single time something happened to you is very divine moment. Yes. God has completely ordained whatever has happened to you on this path to get you where you are today and in turn get you where you will be at the end of your life. He is ordaining such things to happen to create you who you're supposed to be. And you know, I want to talk to those people that are listening that feel like their whole life was in shambles to the present time and where they have been did it make them who they are today? That's a wrong analogy. Right. Because God was there no matter if you saw him or not. In the tough times, and the hard times, in the lonely times, he was there with you, and that's why you're where you are now. But so many people are lost that they don't feel that because they thought, well, I've done this myself. No, you haven't. He's given you the opportunity to do it. And he's directing your path. Absolutely. Even though you don't know him yet. Let me tell you something, Patty. When, you, when you're in a classroom, you study and you take notes and you listen to the teacher teach, but then it gets time for the test. Teacher sits up their desk. They're quiet. You're right in the middle of this test. You hear nothing from the teacher. You have to rely on what you've been taught these past weeks, months, years, you know, for this test that you're in right now, but it doesn't mean that the teacher has left the classroom. True. God is there at every moment. He is placing you. He puts you in these teachable moments to where you can understand that he is with you through these things. He has taught you the moments that he was there were, or quote unquote there because he's there the whole time. The moments that he's there and speaking to you is times getting you prepared for this test, but it doesn't mean he's left the room. He's just waiting for you to finish. He's waiting for you to finish this test so he can get you to the next point. He can get you through grade seven to get you to grade eight. And he can get you through this test so you can go from semester one to semester two. He didn't leave the classroom. He's just waiting for you to finish the test. That's good. Yeah. I think one thing I took away from Sunday is I saw, and I pulled it up because I know we went over, we talked about yeah. the gifts of the spirit and things that before. And I don't know about all of them, but looking at just reading through the list, I've believe I saw quite a few of those on that list checked off being the boxes. Performed, being yeah. performed. Whether it was speaking in tongues, there were quite a few that did that. We had um, healing both emotional and relationship-wise. We yeah. had yeah. all sorts. And it was, it was, I would say when you have a case like that where those spirits being poured out like that, it's almost like it's a reminder or maybe 
I would say to the world, God is flexing to the world. Like, hey, this is who I have been telling you I am. These are the things I want to do for you guys. Right. He's shown Just him, let me. He's shown who he is. Yes. Yeah. I think it was a make or break moment for a lot of people, mm-hmm. myself yeah. included. Yeah. Myself included. I think speaking from my own experience, Sunday night was the time where I personally had to decide if I wanted to take the next step. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the times we's like, oh, I want to go to the next level. But I think for myself, at least, not consciously that I don't want to have a close relationship with God. But I think there's trepidation coming up to it. Yeah. That the next step looks like this. There's more responsibility. There's more. I don't want to say burden. Quote unquote loss to requirement. Yeah. yeah. Requirement. There's it's a higher level means there's a higher expectation. Yes. Right. And I don't have a problem with expectations, but I know what they are. Right. I can meet expectations I'm aware of. Yeah. But uh, some of it, again, back to my understanding issue is I didn't understand what came next. But so I w- I'm thankful for the opportunity and I'm thankful that God is willing to work with me in those moments, even when I am falling short, which is just about every moment. And yeah. that's everybody. That's not just me. We're, we always fall short. Yeah, regardless. we all have fallen short. All of us. All of us. Yeah. As we learned, that is a continual word. That's not just we fell short one time. It's constantly repeated. Right. So no, fall in. Yeah. I'll so say. nobody's. In Bryce's previous words, you just do your best and try to do as good as you can for as long as you can, and then you open your eyes and hopefully you're in heaven. <laughs> I um, so thought she was bringing back, then you're dead and you're in heaven. <laughs> I, I did. I just didn't use the dead part. <laughs> but what you were saying, what you guys were going on with the teacher, I want to elaborate on that and that just the respect from me. The best part about God being there in every moment is that you're allowed to fail that test as many, as many, many times, times you as want. you need to, pretty much, until you can't anymore. Um, I think people need to hear that too. I don't know if anybody's going to be listening to this who's in that situation yeah. where they're thinking, you know, I've gone too far, I've done too much, and I've failed the test too many times. There are endless retake options here. And yeah. the grade doesn't get lessened if when you pass the test. Right. It's not a case of like within the boys not in school. They fail a test the first time. Next time you take it, the best you can get a 90. Next time, best times 85. Next best times 80. It, no, it stays the same. It's You only truly fail the test if you're not trying to take it again when you don't get it right. Right. Yeah, let me reiterate that too. The Holy Spirit is for everybody. Yeah. The Holy Spirit isn't just for people who have been doing well for you know 20 years and they've been in church for forever and they know everything there is to know about it. It's not just for somebody who needs deliverance in that moment that they've been living in sin else and the Holy Spirit's going to fall on them and it's going to be okay. It is for every single person who wants it. Right. And who you have to seek, you have to seek the Holy Spirit. Yeah. At the end of the day, um, you're not going to, it's not just going to happen to you. It clearly says in Mark chapter 11, I believe, seek and you shall find open, ask and it shall be granted unto you. Knock and the door shall be open to you. You, give, you being evil in your ways, the Father being good, what better gift do you think the Father can give? Absolutely. The only hindrance there is, is yourself most of the time. What you've done is not your hindrance. If you've come out of it, it's not your hindrance. Right. What you're doing would be a hindrance. Yes. Right. If, if you're living wrong, that's a hindrance. Yep. But if you're stepping into any sort of situation, whether it's stepping into receiving the Holy Spirit or a calling or anything in your life, your past is not a hindrance to you. No. Um, what you think that you know or don't know 
is not a hindrance to you. No. The only thing hindering you is yourself and your own expectation. That's right. Also, your willingness to, your willingness to move forward from those places. Because if you allow them, your past will drag you down. Absolutely. Because, see, that's one thing that the devil likes to attack because it's happened already and you can't change it. It's something that's unchangeable. Mm -hmm. But if you allow your past to hinder you, it will change your future. Absolutely. It will drag your future down as well. So you have to, you have to say, okay, past is over. Some things I can't, most Nothing I can change. I cannot go back and change anything. But what I can change is me in this present moment. That's the only thing that we have the ability to change at this point in time. And a lot of times we don't have the ability. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to help work with us and allow God to work and move and transform and and fix and mold these things in us. But if we if we put that stuff behind us, behind us and leave it there, the future will be a lot different. I think one thing I think for anyone out there listening, like Casey says, the spirit is for everybody. Yeah. And you're talking about how the devil likes to bring up the past. Well, here's, um, I guess, I want to say word of encouragement for you guys. When you make that step where you accept Christ, where you, you've you chosen to change this present moment, yeah. all God sees is from that point forward. He doesn't see anything behind it. So if anyone is bringing up the past, is not coming from God. They're coming from right. the devil. Right. Because once that's covered by the blood, that's all God sees. It's like if you took your, well, we'll go with your notes, and Casey's pop spilled over on it. You can't see what's under it. Mm-hmm. All you can see whatever's left from that point on. Yeah. Great example. That's good. Say so you hear a lot of the times that, like, I think it's a Facebook post I've seen like 400 times now at least. And it says that bringing up my past is like trying to rob a house that I've moved out of. I don't live there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's good. You can go back and visit the house too and be just as harmed if you choose to. Mm -hmm. That's true. We went, when we went down to Kentucky to the Ark, and then you and your grandparents came back sooner, but me and Stacey and your boys went and took a longer way out to go through Ohio because I wanted to show them where I was from. We drove right past the old house. I guarantee if I would have went to go in, they'd have been either fighting me or want to be very calling confused police, about what's going yeah. on or calling yeah. the police. <laughs> Just because I used to live there don't mean I can get back in either. Right. Oh, that's good. That's good, Mark. That's true. Here, here's one thing that I know, and I just it was just revealed to me. Satan, our adversary, does not know the future. Nope. The only thing he knows about the future is his is where he's going. His judgment. To the bottomless pit for a thousand years to be chained up. He's going to be falling for a thousand years over and over and over. Okay, he doesn't know that, but he knows that if he can affect you where you are, he can affect your trajectory into the future. I feel like he has enough practice to know that if you do, if these certain groups of things put them into your life, he can offset you. Into a certain way, he still doesn't know where it's at. But if you allow, if you allow him to work in the moment, he can affect the future. In the same way, if you allow the Holy Spirit to work in the moment, he can affect your future. But one's positive and one's negative, and that's up to you to choose. Yes. You ever notice with all the different attacks of what the devil does? Always brings it to the past, brings it to the bad, never uses the good things to try and entice you to somewhere to where you've made a good choice. Right. 
and yet God comes along and uses your good choice, but also takes the things that were bad and shows you how to make them good too. Well, he says it in Isaiah, the things, I think, no, not Isaiah, Genesis. He says the things that you meant for my evil, God has taken yeah. them and turned them for my good. Yeah. And that's one of the, I, I we were list, you were talking about something that had brought my mind to a song. Um, it's I'm Still Holding On. I like that song. It's a good song. My life was in shambles until the day you came along. That verse right there struck me. And your life might be in shambles, and it might have been in shambles until that day. And it wasn't just that day from there forward. He takes it and shows you who he was through these days back there in the past. He shows you where he was at. That's one thing that's big for me. He takes all these ugly, nasty things and turns them into a positive for me. Mm-hmm. Who would not want that? Absolutely. Whether you believe it or not is up to you, obviously. That's the first thing that you're going to have to come across if you're in that position. You're going to have to break that unbelief and change it and see. And it's not just some perspective that I'm just trying to be happy and want to be positive, you know, and see all the bad things as positive because the world's throwing that good energy and positive vibes to us, too. I hate those words, and you know that. Absolutely. (laughs) I want to see, like God has revealed to me, this ugly, nasty situation was completely turned and transformed into something good for me. I think that's encouragement for somebody, too. Yes. I think, I I know that people who listen to us, even if it's just people who go to church right now, and I don't know if that's the case. I don't know the demographics of our listener base. Yeah. But I think we've everybody's been through something. Absolutely. And you might be in the middle of something right now. And your options are either to choose to believe that what you're going through and the pain and the suffering and the hardships have absolutely no purpose, or you can choose to say or believe that God is trying to show me something through this. And maybe I won't see it, like you said, until I'm out of it and it's, you know, three years down the road, however long it takes. And you look back and you see the purpose in every single moment even the ones that didn't seem good, even the ones that felt far from good. But you see that each each step place, like we've said, was to bring you to a specific destination and they each had their own purpose. Yeah, It's like if you're walking down the street from one place to another and you step on a rock and hurt your foot somewhere, that step still had purpose and the ultimate path to where you're going. To your destination, yeah. And think about it even we can use a map. Like say you punch in an address on your phone to go somewhere and you see that you can see the route and you're like, well, why is it taking me this way? Well, what you don't know is till you zoom in or till you actually get there to actually take that turn left or right is, oh, I'm going this way because there's construction there. I can't go that way. Or, oh, we have to go to this road because the other one's one way, the other way, or this one goes over right. and actually gets to a road. It gets me there. This other one, it goes over and then it ends. Right. But it's things that you, when you're zoomed out, because that's all we see, we just see the little path. We don't kind of get it. But then when you can zoom in and you go turn by turn, you see, okay, now I get why. There's a better understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Would you guys think it's fair to say that the Holy Spirit is your um, your spiritual GPS? I would say so. You're supposed to be led by the Spirit. Gibby told us that on Sunday night. Yes, he did. God's positioning system? GPS. I'll take that. That took me a second, but it's okay. <laughs> That's one thing that I've been so thankful for. Yeah. You know what I mean? It has given me such a better heart of thankfulness, such a better heart of gratitude, such a better heart of 
Worship is when I get to look back and see that God has never forsaken me, has never left me. I've not been despised. I've not been rejected, but I've been upheld by the righteous right hand of God. And I say, thank you. That makes it so much easier for me to lift my hands on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday. It makes it so much easier for my perspective to look out and be like, you may be trying to do it for my evil, but I know what my God can do with it. Absolutely. You may be trying to take me down, but I know what my God can do with it. Amen. I might be trying to take me down, but I know what God can do with it. Mm-hmm. And all I can say is thank you. Go with that one. That makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, happy's a I'll good say, thing. We're yeah. just smiles around we're the just table right now. So happy we, right that now. still does not mean we want cameras in here. No. <laughs> I'm not giving up my pajamas anytime soon if I don't you, have to. I'm not wearing pajamas. Today, I, no, but. but you have ditched the blanket at least because it's a little it's too behind warm. Behind Yeah, well, she's. I dressed for the weather this time. I overdressed for what I thought it's going to be kind of cool, and I got the hoodie on, and it's let, a wait, little wait warm. A second, in wait a second, before we get off topic, before we get off topic, gotcha. let's talk about something. Okay, go for it. let's talk about projection. Okay, shooting where we want to go, aiming. What are we aiming for? Like just some goals and some stuff. Make the vision clear and write it down. Per- you can hit nothing if you don't. You can hit nothing if you. You'll hit it every time if you don't aim. Exactly. Agreed. Do we? What do we want out of this? Obviously, we want my my my. The first thing that comes to my mind is souls saved. That was the number one. Is to see souls saved. Yeah. What are some? Yeah. What are some thought, thoughts in your mind? Because we talked about coming to a different tier, and we talked about having more obligation and more responsibility as we get to this next level. But let's talk about some of the responsibilities and some of the obligations and some of the thoughts that we're we're hit. We're here now. Obviously, we want to continue to rise and rise and rise, and then die and wake up in heaven. That's what we want. Yes. That's going to be on your shirt, by the way. We're, I think we'll get rid of one of the other ones <laughs> and put and that just in. Gonna, just going to picture dead a picture of Bryce. You die and then you're in heaven. But I know we want to do better and grow and do more, but let's talk about some things that are in our future that we want to make clearly stated and we're shooting for. Okay. Mark, go. Oh, I was actually going to ask Casey because she actually brought Casey, up a good go. point. Well, because before you guys got here, we were already talking about future expansions and things like that, and she had a good point of some things that she wanted. Let's let's talk about... Okay, are we talking pos- no, we're talking about kingdom goals. Okay. okay. King, oh, kingdom goals. Kingdom goals. Not okay. ours. God's. Say, so, biggest kingdom goal is obviously soul saved. That's the ultimate goal at the end of the day. Um, I guess specifically for what we're doing, I would love for this to become an avenue for people who aren't quite sure yet. Yes. Absolutely. People who are questioning. Yeah. I want somebody who has an even somebody who doesn't have any idea of what they want or what is coming next for them, or about the Holy Spirit, about God, about a relationship with Christ, or somebody who just has had that seed planted, but it's not quite in its growth season yet. To come across this and hear us and be encouraged to the point where they're willing to take that next step too. Um, For every other avenue that we go through, including this one, I just, whatever we do, whatever it is, however we are moving forward, I want it to be for the glory. I want there to be a purpose. And I know there's a purpose in it, but I want it to bring people forward. I want it to encourage people. I want it to reach somebody in a way that we may not be able to on our own in a lot of ways. From where we're at. From where we're at. 
I want to be undoubtable that God is moving in our ministry. Absolutely. Undoubtable for everyone looking in ourselves. Absolutely. I have no doubt in my mind that God will do more than we could think, ask, or imagine. He said that one of these things that has been on my mind is not holding God to his word because that sounds like, you know, he's got to hold up to his end of the bargain. And I'm, I, I don't think you can do that. He's already done it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He he nailed it in place. But knowing God's word enough to trust it. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you're not holding God to his word and the thought that you're making him do it. You're holding God to his word in the sense that you have to acknowledge that he said that. That he said it it and and, and believe that he will do it and trust that that's what he says. Like, you can do more than he'll do more than you could think, ask, or imagine. His thoughts are higher. His ways are higher. God, you said it. I need to see it. Yep. I would say use this as our goal would be, whether it's just in the podcast or church in general, is to combat all the the lies and things that are out there. Yeah. All these different definitions, all these different things that everybody is pushing down everybody's throat. Yeah. Because no matter what you believe or not, right is right and wrong is wrong. Right. You want to get through. It yes, it we can do it tactfully, we can do it with the messages we give, we can do it by showing the people that don't just hear the podcast, people that we know and that we see, or whether they're church attendees or whether they're just someone that we see in Walmart or something like that, that we're we don't just talk a big game. Right. We're doing everything we can to live the big game too. Right. That's one thing too. I want to see souls converted. Yeah. That's and that's going to have to be by give, showing them truth, proof, proof and truth. Say, I don't want to just see souls saved. I want to see souls saved and lives changed. Lives changed. That kind of rhymes, but I was thinking more of the lines of, I don't want to just have a church to have a church that people go. I want to have a church that is sending out, that's preparing. Right. That's shooting for the stars. Right. I don't want people to just come in and get saved and then sit down and... Add up on the board. Right. And not go any further. I want people to come in and get saved and take what education you need, take what encouragement you need, but also go out and continue to work. Be disciples. Right. That's, Absolutely. That's the word I was looking for. You know what I just seen in my mind? What? Is a backpack on somebody that got saved and comes to church and in the backpack is full of all the equipment that we've, um, in general, just shared, not just in our podcast, but in the church, because we've had experiences and we're showing them what they need to equip themselves to go, to go out. out. I wouldn't say it's a backpack. I think it's a survival kit. That, survival go. kit? First aid kit. Yep. First okay. aid uh, toolbox, things to use. Um, and that's one thing that, that makes... No sense to me in the church nowadays. People want to build up a great church, and I understand that, and that's a great thing. I think you should have a good church, and I think there should be a base group of people that come. But here's another thing. Jesus commanded us to spread the gospel to every living creature, and we cannot do that from these four walls. Absolutely. That's why we have things like this. That's why we have things like media, but we also have to have people that are willing to go out and spread the gospel. There's different 
um, personalities that God has created to do such a things. Right. That's why um, Sunday when your dad was talking about some of the different things, I was like, I've got my passport. I'm ready to say when and say where. Yeah. Say, I had another thought about when you were saying the tool set. Mm-hmm. A lot of times being a pastor is equated to being a shepherd. I don't want a shepherd helpless sheep. Mm-hmm. I want to train other shepherds. Yep. Yeah. This is one exactly. nice. That's what your your dad Absolutely. is doing with us is yeah. <laughs> training other making, shepherds. Making other shepherds. Say, like, I don't want to have just a bunch of people that are following blindly, people who can't do anything for themselves. Not no. saying that that's what we have now. Yeah. Right. I don't want that. I want to have other capable individuals equipped who, and ready to go. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I think there's no other way to do that than just to go for it. Yeah. yeah. And there's no other way to, to do it, it than have the guidance of the Holy Ghost and Absolutely. have the guidance of the word of God through his through his word that he has given and inspired by the Holy Ghost. I think you start following the guidelines that he has set out and you will reach not you, but what you are shooting for will reach way higher heights than you could imagine. Yes. Because you and God, we always say this are a majority. Yep. We feel like a minority sometimes, but we got to put the feelings aside. Feelings aren't Lord. Jesus is. That's right. Boom. Yeah. Right there for Mark. I said that for Mark. <laughs> but we got to put those aside most of the time. And every time you can't let feelings dictate what you no. do. They are fickle, the Bible says, and they will lead you astray. We have to know that we are a majority with God. We put him in whatever we do. And we know if we do it according to his will, how he specifies to do it, it will shoot and skyrocket to the sky for his glory and his edification. Absolutely. Can I give you a few definitions? I had these. I screen. I don't know. I don't know if I shared these before or not. It's been Let's recently. It. I screenshotted them. So we talk about feelings, right? Let's hear it. Feeling the the big one I see here is a belief, especially a vague or irrational one. Irrational. And yet that's what we are. We let ourselves be ruled by against common sense, basically, or against yeah. And even the other, the one before that is an emotional state or reaction. That's still not something permanent. It's still not something that's going to stick. It's They're a reaction. Change. Yeah. Right. Whereas a fact is a thing that is known or proved to be true. Information used as evidence or as a part of a report or news article. Yeah. You know, it's, it's identifiable no matter what you do, you're going to come up with the same thing. Yeah. Whereas the other... Sometimes or most times, it's in spite of there's other the there's, fact. there's other things influencing a feeling. But now keep those two in mind, and we're going to go to truth. Okay. The quality or state of being true, which we know you can't really define something but with its own words, so there's more. Um, that which is true or in, or in accordance with fact or reality. In accordance with what, Mark? Fact or, or reality. reality. <laughs> Boom. I didn't see reaction. I didn't see emotion. There I didn't was see no feeling. Any of that in there. It's in accordance with what we know and believe will happen, can happen, and happens regularly. Um, what is the word? Uh, it happens every single time that way. Consistently. 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 Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, welcome. You can feel like two plus two equals five all you want. That doesn't change the fact that it equals if you four. have two th- physical items and two physical items, and then you count them, one, two, three, four. Every single time. Mm-hmm. God and his word are the most dependable thing in yeah, I, creation. Not even creation. I've got to stay a little bit off of that. Well. Just go for it, Mike. I can't. Quit because that's, that's, you got to wait till, I think, the September. The most dependable thing. 
he's unchanging. Yep. All powerful. Mm -hmm. Nothing, nothing that he has said, even though people say the Bible was written 2000 years ago and you need context for that historical context. Sometimes you do. Yeah. Sometimes you do need to know why it was being written. Um, There's a period, a period. Or even some of the um, letters that Paul wrote to the church, they were for those specific specifically. Church. Right. And if you go back and, and align with what he said to the time frame of what are the time frame of when it was said, it makes way more sense. It does. And you can see the same thing happening today, which can show which shows you why it still applies. Absolutely. Right. So there are still cities, people, groups that fall into the same thing that they were talking against then. Just because it's thousands of years later doesn't make a difference. And that is either the best thing for somebody, that God is infallible, unchanging, and all-powerful, or is somebody's worst nightmare, depending. See, for someone who has that as a worst nightmare, it's not going to—you being upset about it and trying to disprove it is not not going to change. That's just it. That's what it means about being inerrant. Yep. It's not wrong. It never will be wrong. Never can be wrong. Any way you look at it, it won't be wrong. That's why it says God is the same yesterday, today, today and, and forever. forever. He's unchanging. He has an unchanging hand. Yep. That's yeah. what a, a, the song says. Now, Casey's over got to sing. Every <laughs> time that something is said that like kind of it's is along song. the lines with the song, it's just automatically playing in my head and I have to hold back myself. You're not, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing the same thing. I'm hearing the <laughs> yeah. same thing. Um, and if you think about it too, speaking of unchanging or you can't disprove it, there have been tons of like archaeological digs and studies into different things to tr- that go with the intent purpose of disproving the Bible. All they end up doing is proving the Bible. Proving the Bible. I watched a show like that when I was young with my grandfather. And it was somebody trying to scientifically disprove the Bible. And it was the Red Sea crossing they were trying to disprove. I got a little bit on that one. (laughs) They say that where they cross the Red Sea supposedly is the highest mark. Like the land is the highest there. So it wouldn't have had to been like a huge whatever deal to be dry land at that point due to the water levels or whatever. And so they had the scientists come in and then the theologist, which is. Studies the Bible. I know what that meant, but I couldn't say it. (laughs) He comes and he says, maybe that's fact. Maybe it is. God still moved the water, and you just made it an even bigger miracle that an entire army drowned in two inches. <laughs> right. And it wasn't even, so it wasn't even two inches. I know. Let me put that there. Just some context for I, I don't think I've watched that one, but I've done lots of other people watching them teach on it and seeing some of like the topographical maps and that. And literally, if they had crossed anywhere further north or south, plummet straight down. There is a little land bridge. But it's not like the two inches. There's a little, a little incline and decline on both ends. But it's, I believe, it is the same as was it a wheelchair ramp or our stairway or our, our like things like that. That's the grade of it. So that women, children, old people are going down this sure-footed. It's not like they're going like this, which you can't see me put my hand almost straight down. As a gentle slope, they can all easily walk it. Make it across and get back up. But it's just like you were saying, people try so hard to disprove God. They try so hard to disprove miracles. And even reaching as far as they can possibly reach. It's and a stretch. still being wrong. They're it's wrong, and they're just making the miracle seem even greater than we already my, think of it as. My thought, of, my thought of it is, 
what would happen if they tried to prove, or not tried to prove, but put as much effort in believing as they do in disbelief? Isn't that the thing? That's it only takes... if they need something from him. Oh. Ooh, Oop. that's a rough subject, Patty. <laughs> yeah, Patty. <laughs> think about it. Patty with the bomb. It's true. If you guys think about it. Oh, I think about it. The only time they believe or want to believe. Is when tragedy strikes. Is when tragedy strikes them. Right. And it's one way or the other. They either don't believe in God and tragedy strikes. They need somebody to blame other than themselves for the choices they've made. Mm -hmm. Or tragedy strikes and they need a way out. It puts my mind to, remember that in God's Not Dead, they were the the first one. Yep. Mm -hmm. The young guy, the college student was dis disproving basically everything that the college professor had said and he, at the towards the end of it he just got really upset and he's like I do believe in God but why did my mother die you know he just yes. wanted he needed a reason to wrap his mind around his mother's death mm -hmm. an angel you know it's a wonderful lady someone this, to blame he needed someone to blame and at the end of the day it's like that makes so much sense to me if someone would take but that, that that takes mending of the heart. It does. And it takes God to do that, to bring someone at least to the point where they can say, okay, um, I, there's peace beyond understanding in this moment. You know, it takes mending for that. And however God needs to do that is up to him. And, I, and I'm going to let him use his discretion because this is way better than mine. That's why I was just thinking, you know, talking about people only come when they need something or they need somebody to blame. I am so glad that God is better than I am. Yeah. Because if people came at me sideways all the time, blaming me for everything that goes wrong in their life, even when a lot of the time it was their own poor decision-making skills yep. or just pure, it just happened. Sometimes things just happen. Not everything is an attack. Somebody needs to know that. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes life just happens. Life doesn't stop showing up because you're a Christian. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like I said, it's a test, but the teacher's just waiting for you to finish. Right. But if somebody's coming at me sideways every time something went wrong, and then one day they showed up and said, I'm sorry, and, you know, this is not, I'd have trouble forgiving them. Yeah. I'd have trouble wanting anything to do with them. Absolutely. But God doesn't. Exactly. He says, come as you are and come with everything you've got. All you are weary, got. who are heavy laden. Heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Yes. And forgiveness. Forgiveness. That's one thing that struck me when I was, I, I preached two, three weeks ago about power in the blood. Mm -hmm. uh, and his blood is the New Testament. It's a new covenant between God and man. When when the lady caught in the act of adultery came up, what did he say to her when he said, where are your accusers? She said, I have none. What did he say? Then get up and go. Go your way, way and sin, sin no, no more. more. Okay. What did he say to the man who was let down in Mark that you were just talking about on Sunday, who was let down from the ceiling? They opened it up. I forgive your sins was first, and then pick up your bed and go. He's forgiving. This new forgiving. covenant is forgiveness. Forgiveness. He said the same thing to, I believe it was the man who was at the pool of Bethesda, take up thy bed and walk. Your sins are forgiven. Forgiven, yes. Here's forgiveness. Something, here's something I learned one time when I was doing some studying about, different. you know, we had the Old Testament, we had the New Testament, why the, what is so important about even the New Testament itself, just the name of it. Yeah. So back then, whenever you had a contract or something with somebody, you had, you know, the testament or whatever, it was not valid or authoritative while the person who made that testament was still alive. They didn't get authority for it until after, until after he died. 
So the New Testament we have, we have this, the new covenant in his blood was only after he sacrificed and gave the blood. Exactly. Valid. I have to go back with what Bryce was just saying a minute well, ago. Well, let me, let me finish what I was... <laughs> no, let me finish the thought because okay. I had it in my mind for Sunday and I just never said it and I don't know why. God knows why, but probably for this time. Yes. It said, uh, this is... This do ye in remembrance of me. This is the blood. This is this is the cup of my blood. It is the New Testament. And then it is it's for the remission of sin for many, but it's or for many, the remission of sin. His blood and his new covenant is for total forgiveness of sin. Where the other the other covenant, the old covenant was only a temporary cover for sin. Once this one year. is a permanent cover for sin. Go ahead. I was say going back to what you were saying about the pool of Bethesda and the man lowered through the the roof. He said, "Pick up your bed and go." Yeah. The things that define them, their bed for the palsy with the man lowered through the wall. Even the same, even the same thing. Uh, uh, blind Bartimaeus. Yeah. He said he took his coat off, but his coat was just basically a name tag that says, "I'm blind." Take, let it go. You don't need it anymore. Don't let it hold you back anymore. But they took the beds with them. Who they used to be right. or what they used to do, their previous issues, their past, for lack of better words, yep. went with them as a testament to, to what had been done in their lives. Right. As a testimony. I see I see what you're saying now. Yeah. That's the same thing with the blind, blind Bartimaeus. He said, look at this. I don't need the coat you gave me. I don't need the name tag God has given me because God ha- or these men have given me because God has given me a new name, and I want you to see that I don't have to have that anymore. Yep. And that's the thing. That testimony yes. wasn't good until they were out of it, until that problem was gone. It wasn't a testament or a testimony it wasn't them laying yet. on the bed. Absolutely. It wasn't until he was up off it and carrying it around right. that it had any authority or any I guess, power, whatever, out to show what was done. Let me look in Mark chapter 5 real quick. Okay. Talking about the woman who touched the hem of his garment. With the issue of blood? Yep. Yes. For 12 years. Also, not too far from there is the, was it Jairus' daughter? Jairus' daughter. Who was also 12 years. You see certain numbers and certain things repeat quite a bit, yeah. which usually means if it's more than once, it's probably pretty important. Yeah, I I agree. Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. He made her whole from what? First thing he had to make her whole from was her sin, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Because he said it twice. And then he had to make her whole of the plague. I was going to say, that was the second one. That's the second one. Yeah. He made her whole from the sin first and then from the thing. Restore, then heal. Boom. Can't heal until it's restored. Right. He can't mend it. So he had to forgive the man of palsy his sins before he could heal and tell him to pick up the bed and now walk away. Absolutely. That's good. Patty was pointing at me. Patty, she's writing stuff down oh, for the next sermon. Patty's giving hand signals. <laughs> Restore, then heal. Well, with that, we're going to go ahead and end our podcast tonight. We love you guys. We appreciate you joining us. We've had a wonderful talk. We've had a wonderful conversation. I feel like God is really trying to work through us and trying to use us. And I feel like we're bo- we're all, all four of us are being more willing to be vessels to be used by God. Mm-hmm. And yes. we're yielding that spirit. Now we want to be 
be used and we're we're here and we're like okay now we have desire to go out and and do more and be better and and look for god in these situations and try to push people not push people to god but lay god out in front of people and show them that this is what he did for me this is what he can do for you i know i've seen testimonies i've seen things i've been in 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 relationship with god and i know what he's done for me so with that i'm going to say love you bye, bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Ready to Preach. We hope that something that has been said today will aid you in your journey both in Christianity and in the pursuit of becoming ready to preach. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please reach out to us on our Facebook page, Redemption Church, and share us with your friends. If you have any questions for us or topics you would like for us to discuss, we can be reached through the Facebook's direct message or in the comments section of our posts about the podcast. We look forward to you tuning in next week.